Welcome to Group Talk. Four shows, one podcast from the Small Group Network focusing on topics relevant to small group ministries. Whether you're in a church of 100 or 10,000, whether you're a volunteer or staff, we want to support, encourage, and equip you to lead well. So relax, listen, and enjoy Inside Saddleback with Steve Gladen. Happy June to all of you small group point people out there in the trenches of small group ministry. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in to listen to our show today. Uh, Derek here along with your other host, uh, the man whose initials also stand for small groups. That's right. Mr. Steve Gladen. Hey, everybody. It's good to see you in June. Can you believe summer is here? It is here. Steve, you've been on the road traveling a bit of late. We're going to talk more about that later, but uh, you've been to a couple of great cities recently, Las Vegas, Nashville. I got to ask you, what is the best and worst things you ate on the road? Oh, my goodness. I tell you, 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 you can't go wrong. I mean, in all fairness, Las Vegas I was only there for uh, roughly just the conference. So I had conference food. So it, I just it's it's no fair to to judge them on that. So uh, I'll give them a pass. However, I, I was in beautiful Nashville where there was nothing like a 3,000 calorie breakfast to get you started off on the day, uh, <laughs> followed up probably by a 3,000 calorie lunch and a 3,000 calorie dinner. So if I was an Olympic swimmer, that it wouldn't matter. But since I'm not, it was, uh, it was pretty painful. But I was at one restaurant where I had uh, pork fries and that's nothing but wow. bacon just cut up the size of french fries and deep fried and so <laughs> oh my goodness was was that just a that, that i thought i went to heaven i almost did go to heaven if i ate a few more only in the south would you eat something like pork fries right but nothing uh no no uh deep fried frog legs or anything no no i stayed i stayed to the basic food groups of you know just uh uh sugar and and calories so those seem to be i tell you never had so many biscuits and so much gravy that was just amazing so but it's great i experience a new restaurant every time i'm in nashville I try to get to a new one every day because there's it's a it's a place where you eat a place where you drink too so i tried to stay more on the eating side than the the, the drinking side you were uh, literally living large um <laughs> something else i realized that we forgot to talk about last month it seems like forever ago now but the nfl draft happened and um uh, I'm, I'm right now sporting a, a purple University of Washington Huskies football hat. Um, I'm proud to say that we had four players total drafted. Um, but your team, Steve, OSU tied with Alabama for the most, I think, uh, ever in history with 10. Is that right? No, it's not ever within history. LSU beat that up a couple of years ago, but we both did have 10. Uh, I, I hate to give our, our friends in the uh, roll, roll the tide country. Uh, the, the the kudos, but they they had a, a number of if just a just a handful more of first round picks than we did. So, <laughs> no, I, 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 don't worry, I was going to get to that. I was going to say, however, you only had one. I looked this up. One uh, player drafted in the first round. Bama had six. That's insane. But I guess that's what happens when you uh, keep losing to them in the national championship, right? Yeah, that was that was a painful game. That was a painful game, and thanks to the therapist, that just pushed all that down. I appreciate you bringing it all right back up again. So, uh, I was at a conference there, and uh, uh, Daniel Thomas was there. He was he made sure that I remembered uh, all, all all those score lines and and all that. So, yeah, it was painful. But uh, but I think if you look at recruiting as a whole in the NFL, I think we're still one up on uh, Bama. So, 
It's about the only thing we're up on. Well, you also pay you also pay the highest, you know, for those recruits. So <laughs> you, there's this bitterness, man. There's this bitterness with you, man. It's just too funny, you know. Well, on to the show. So go go dogs. <laughs> that's right. If you're new to the show, we always feature four segments each time on the inside saddleback episodes. And we've got the saddleback scoop. Uh, we got the network nugget. We got the leadership learning, and we wrap it all up with the trending topic. And so, uh, we're going to start with the Saddleback scoop, and that is everything—the latest happenings, news coming out of the Saddleback Church world, where Steve uh, is been there for over twenty years. So, Steve, what do you got for us for the Saddleback scoop today? Yeah, it's uh, we're going to talk about technology. Technology is our friend, and we try to make technology uh, work for us as much as we can. I know a lot of us in the trenches are trying to figure out the curriculum. Uh, you know, how do we how do we train our leaders? And part of what we're trying to do is train them through our curriculum. And we have a great giveaway in this section of the show uh, for use of standby just for a minute. But let me tell you uh, three of the the uh, technology pieces that we've we've been working on. We have a new training curriculum that we're rolling out called Basecamp. And it's, uh, it's the second part of uh, three parts in our uh, leader training that we do with our leaders. Uh, there's many of things where we can do our continued learning uh, with all of our leaders. But in that ever never ending thing of trying to get people trained, you know, we have classroom training, we have online training, but uh, we tried curriculum training before. And this is a little bit different. It's a little bit more streamlined. And, it's, and like I said, it's called Basecamp. And so we're excited. We're unveiling that to all of our groups uh, just at the close of May. So excited for that piece. Let me guess, Steve, the base camp curriculum has like a big mountain on the cover. <laughs> you're just so intuitive and all that. Yeah, you're kind of getting the theming right there. So we're working that. And, and the final step is called the summit. So you'll, uh, ah, you know, you kind of get the theming here with that. But what the great thing is, is with Basecamp, we uh, hardwire in our health assessment and excited on a technology side to be able to uh, have that all done just uh, in, in a I was going to say in a pristine way, we're trying to get it dialed in a little bit better electronically, uh, but it's getting drawn into our app. And so we're just excited to have that done electronically. There's a big whole story about how we started with paper. We went to our electronics and we had to go back to paper because of, you know, a hiccup we had. And then we're back to uh, being electronic, but our small group has been using it. And then with the summit curriculum, our group assessment is right there. And so my small group has done both the health assessments and working through that and done the the group assessment. So uh, it, it's just, you know, it, it's taken a while, but we're getting technology to work towards us and for us as we're trying to measure group health. And, uh, you know, we're always looking for how many assessments are done, both individually health assessments, because we're trying to get the five verbs of the Great Commission, Great Commandment in the heart of every person. And then the same thing with the group. And so having an individual health assessment and a group health assessment, it just really helps us at each one of our campuses to understand, you know, what curriculums are needed and where groups are at and what kind of activities are needed. And the beautiful thing is that in the health assessment, there's natural steps in each one of the five verbs that we push uh, that, you know, people can take steps or they can set up their own. And then in the group assessment, uh, coming out of that, depending on how your group scores themselves, it is uh, you get either some curriculum choices or activity choices based on your campus. So the campuses get to play a big role 
in the next steps uh, for the group assessment. So it's a uh, the health assessments, 35 questions for an individual to take. Uh, the group assessments, 10 questions. So it's uh, I'm just excited to roll it out and I'm more excited for those of you to see it and kind of experience it. So Steve, how can uh, people experience this? Yeah, I, I think uh, what we're going to do is we're going to do a little bit of a giveaway. And what I what what we're, what we're going to do is we're going to do a drawing on June seventh. So it, it's June second right now. If you're if you're picking the show up the day it airs, uh, but on June seventh we are going to do a drawing, and you can go to smallgroupnetwork.com forward slash basecamp. We'll put that in the show notes. But you can go to smallgroupnetwork.com forward slash Basecamp, all one word, and you can sign up for a drawing. And what we're going to do is we're going to let 10 of you experientially go through Basecamp together, experience our individual health assessment, and also experience our group assessment because we want you to uh, get some of the fun learnings that we've been getting. So you'll be behind the scenes. You won't get bounced out of our uh, our digital system because uh, you'll be my small group and we'll all perform in this together. So it'd be fun. Uh, I'll be walking with you uh, through this time together so you can kind of experience it. So go to smallgroupnetwork.com forward slash Basecamp. Be uh, one of 10 people for the drawing uh, or, you know, put your name in there to be hopefully one of 10 people for the drawing on June 7th. And we'll set you up in uh, a virtual group so you can experience not only Basecamp, uh, maybe some of our other curriculums if you want to poke around, but also our health assessment and our group assessment and how it can flow for groups. So very exciting to uh, share that with you. A little bit of the Saddleback scoop. And prepare to scale the small group summit. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> After you check in at Basecamp. All right. That sounds awesome. So now it's it's time for our network nugget. This is where we're talking about the latest news, exciting information coming out of the small group network. Uh, Steve, what do you got for us this month? Yeah, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll kick up with one and then I'll th throw it back to you because I know you're going to kick up some dust in another area. But, you know, one of the things we just released was uh, just a couple weeks ago was SGN Radio. So uh, on Spotify you can jump into our small group network playlist. And so you can contribute to that. You can be a part of it. Uh, I was listening to it um, today and just had a great experience with it. Some great tunes are on there. SGN radio, and you can, you can heart that so it can be put into your library. Uh, so you can uh, listen and enjoy the community that you're a part of. Steve, how many songs have you added to the playlist? I'm guessing you might have added some Carmen in there, some Petra. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Are those songs, you know, can can music from uh, eight track tape, you know, <laughs> jump onto that? I, I'm just not sure if those can. But I love Carmen. I had Carmen at our church. It was, it was a great concert. So, you know, it, you just don't know you're missing. I know you're trying to throw me under the bus, but Jesus doesn't love that. So, Steve, uh, like I said earlier, you've been on the road. You've been to Las Vegas. You've been to Nashville. I got. I just. I just got to ask. Which. Where did you have a better time? Where did you party the hardest? Uh, for as a small group point person. Well, they both were different conferences. You know, uh, in Las Vegas uh, last month we had 
uh, an accelerate. And then uh, in the same month, we went to Nashville and had an online conference, which by the way, as you're listening to this, June 29th, uh, myself and Chris Surratt are going to be in Denver, uh, where the mighty Broncos play. I was praying that they they would take Justin Fields as a quarterback, and they didn't. But uh, but the June June twenty ninth, they were wise. You can go up on our our events page and uh, shut up uh, and see uh, how you can be a part of the Align Conference and uh, learn from there. You can kind of read all about it. But to answer your question, completely different audiences. Uh, I, I should say in Vegas was at Hope Church, and my goodness, do they know how to? Uh, roll out the gift of hospitality and just a, a great church is kicking serious kingdom butt there uh, in the Vegas area. And it's great to be with them and uh, Patrick and their small group pastor. And so it was just, it, you know, just fun to be with he and Brett and his, uh, his, his wife, Brett. And it was just fun to um, do an accelerate there. We had a, for the first time ever, had a corporate a corporation that was at the Accelerate and learning some strategic planning. So it might open up a new thing. And then over in Nashville uh, at Cross Point Church in uh, their downtown campus, right across from the Titan Stadium, uh, had a great opportunity there. And Stephanie, their small group, central small group pastor who takes care of all their campuses, was a great host. And Chris Ratt and I just enjoyed uh you know, being with those people, I think we had like seven or eight different states that were there and everything from a senior pastor to somebody who was a layperson just trying to get groups going in his church. And, it, it, you know, it was really uh, just amazing. But one of the things that, uh, you know, as you can explain both of the conferences if you want, but one of the things I'd love just to share with everybody is just an encouraging note uh, that that came out at the at the Align Conference because you know you, sometimes you just don't know what you're doing or or how it's going or what people are thinking. But hey, let me let me read this email to you. It says, and he gives his name and he goes, "I attended the small group training yesterday at Cross Point Church in Nashville, so we were at the Align Conference, which, by the way, did I tell you we're doing it again in June 29th in Denver?" But in case I didn't, I just you know, that little <laughs> free plug right there. Because this is my first time attending something like this, and I was blown away by the information on small groups and how powerful it really is. I am truly excited about how the Lord is going to work this in my life, and I know that I have plenty of obstacles and hills to face because of my church and pastor being satisfied with where they are, but just truly wanted to share my thoughts and thank the Lord for whomever got my name and information. God bless you. And he signs off and had the chance to talk to this uh, gentleman. And he was there. Uh, he just got the, the information last second. He works a grave shift, came from the grave shift and came there. And what I loved about it is he says, you know, I recognize that there's obstacles and hills ahead of me. But you know what? Derek, you know this too. If it was easy, everybody would do small groups. That's right. And it, it does take work, but it is something that uh, the Lord will bless you as you, as you push it ahead. So uh, those are the two conferences that uh, we were at. And the beautiful thing is, is we are kicking off community, learning in community. So Derek, do you want to share a couple of the things that uh, we're doing? 
Yeah. No, that was so cool that you Amazing. got that note from that guy. I mean, all the work I know that goes in behind the scenes to these events and you, you see so many people at an event and you never hear from them again. So that is so cool that uh, someone like that took the time uh, to write that encouraging note. I know it makes, uh, makes all the work that goes into it feel Made my much day. better. Made my yeah. day. And we've got some amazing ways that you can learn in community. Um, Steve was just talking about our events like Accelerate and Align, and you can go to smallgroupnetwork.com forward slash events to see our full lineup of events, which uh, includes like the Denver Align event coming up, he referenced. We've got several more Accelerates on the calendar. calendar. And then... Um, Next year, we've got Lobby 2022 already up. So we got incredible events. But another way uh, you can learn in community is with our cohort. Uh, and let me explain what this is. So coming out of COVID, the small group network, we launched you know, all these online training courses. We've got about 10 total now. And um, because a lot of people needed to learn, they couldn't go to a physical event. So we created these uh these online courses. Um, but shout out to our Oceana team who uh, took this idea of our online training courses and they, they started the first ever cohort. And so uh, they got a bunch of their small group point people together and they all purchased a course and they did it together, which is kind of like doing a small group, you know, curriculum for learning and where you watch the, the videos you're talking about it with each other. You're sharing learnings. Just go to smallgroupnetwork.com forward uh, and then click actually resourcing strategically and you'll see the drop down for this cohort page, but it's got everything you need. And so we would just really encourage you, man, grab some of your fellow peers who are in small group ministry, or maybe uh, you've got a team around you at your church that helps you with the small group ministry Man, get all of them together pick a course that you feel would best equip you in this season and uh, do a cohort together. And we would love to hear about it um, in the course. It'll show you how to uh, connect with us and send us an email. And we'd love to see some pictures and hear a testimony of what God's doing. And we'll share that. So those are two exciting ways that you can learn in community in this season. Yeah, you know that we're better together, and it, it really whether you want to do a conference together with people because you're you know you can go to conferences, or the beautiful thing is I've done cohorts before in uh, my ministry training, and when you can uh, be together with peers, and you know like Derek said, we have all the questions, we have the schedule lined up already for you, and literally you can take any one of our ten courses so far, and we have a whole team of uh, people who build the cohort. Uh, as we lay out new courses. So it's just, it's an exciting way to help equip you. So it's good stuff happening in the network. Lots of good stuff. Hey, all you awesome small group point people out there. Jason Banzoff here, group talk producer, and I am interrupting Inside Saddleback to talk to you about our blogs. The Small Group Network is here to strategically resource you and your small group ministry. Each week we put out new articles just for you. Check out a few of our newest ones. Five Ways to Plan on Getting Refreshed This Summer by Peter Englert, The Healing Impact of Small Group Leaders by Sean Buono, and Small Group Reboot Camp by our very own pastor of network development, James Browning. Do those sound good to you? We have many more, so make sure you go to smallgroupnetwork.com forward slash resources to find many more. Now back to Inside Saddleback. 
All right, on to our leadership learning. Uh, this is where Steve gives us uh, something to elevate your leadership each month as a small group point person. Steve, what do you got for us this month? Yeah, I think one of the, the things that I've seen happen that that I think COVID has done for us as small group point people, as it's it's dulled the blade of our risk taking. And uh, I think because of a pandemic that we've been in, there's been so much stuff that has pushed us down and caused us to question. And really the uh, what paralyzes risk-taking is fear and worry. And what, what we got to understand is that we're always going to have obstacles that, that come before us, but we've got to be able to face those obstacles and, and understand, you know, uh, you know what, what is there to help us through these obstacles. I think one of the, the passages I love the most is in Matthew 8, and it's 23 through 27. And uh, disindulge me as I read this scripture to you, because I think it's got some relevance to all of us as we're trying to think through in our leadership, how do we take the risk that God wants us to coming out of COVID as we're rebooting, you're resetting, you're, you're trying to arise out of all of what's going on. But it goes like this in verse 23, it says, uh, then Jesus got into the boat and he started across the lake with his disciples. Suddenly a fierce storm struck the lake. And I'm gonna come back to that, that phrase right there. Uh, with waves breaking into the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. And there's four components I'm going to come back to in, in that verse 24. And then verse 25 says, the disciples uh, went and woke him up shouting, Lord, save us. We are going to drown. And Jesus responded, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then he got up and he rebuked the winds and the waves. And suddenly there was a great calm and the disciples were amazed. Who is this man? They asked. Even the winds and the waves obey him. And, you know, I think there's four things in here that dulls our risk taking or kind of paralyzes our risk taking. One of them is, is that sudden uh, that we have unexpected problems that come up in our small group ministry. And in this particular story, it was a fierce storm came up suddenly. I mean, it, it, and that's a reality in that part of the uh, of the world on the Sea of Galilee. And if you've ever been there, these storms will uh, come up very suddenly. But we're always going to have unexpe unexpected problems uh, that are going to come up. Another thing that's going to dull our risk taking or paralyze us is, you know, there are overwhelming circumstances. And in this case, waves were coming over the boat. Now, these are professional fishermen, so it's not like they're not used to this, but you got to understand they're not in a luxury liner. You know, today you can go to the Sea of Galilee and there's cruise ships that are on there. And, and if you've ever been on a cruise ship, that's a great place to be in a storm. But when you're in a little boat, you know, they had overwhelming circumstances because more water was coming in than they could bail out. The third thing that can paralyze our risk taking is a feeling of inadequate resources. Scripture tells us it was just a little boat. And, you know, not only was the water coming in, but, you know, like I said before, it wasn't like they were on a cruise ship. And then the fourth thing is that they were feeling alone. And the scripture says Jesus was sleeping. And they, so they, they went and woke him up. And, and I think what we've got to keep remembering is because I can't tell you a time in ministry where there hasn't been unexpected problems. Can you, can you, does just the last year remind you of that? Overwhelming circumstances, 
uh, inadequate resources. I mean, most churches constantly feel like they don't have the right resources. And then sometimes you're feeling alone. And that's why at the small group network, we always encourage you to be in a huddle because it's a way to combat isolation. But we've always got to do is our remedy is always remembering what God has done before. You know, Satan wants us to believe a lie that, you know, you have no right to take a risk. You can't take a risk. You know, you're, you're ill-equipped to take the risk. And, and who are you to take the risk? And we've got to come through that and to say, regardless of unexpected problems that come up, regardless of overwhelming circumstances, regardless of inadequate resources, regardless if I feel alone, you always know that Jesus is there and has been there before. And that's why journaling is so important. I don't journal the the events of my day, but I do journal when God shows up in a big way. And I tell you, just even at Saddleback, you know, there as we're coming back out of COVID situations, uh, I've had to dig deep to take greater risk and to challenge our teams to to do some other things. So this is one of those pieces where you know we as a, a leadership, and this is where I want to just keep on hammering. I want you to get into a huddle because you have peers around you that will help giving you that that extra oomph that you need, the errands and the hers that hold up Moses' arms in the in a battle that that can come around you to help you from being paralyzed by taking risks to inspire risk-taking. And I just want to encourage you just in this leadership learning in that brief piece of scripture that the disciples, they succumbed to the circumstances around them. We've got to arise above the circumstances and get around people who can help challenge us in that risk-taking area. Amen. I love what you said there, Steve, about remembering what God has done before. That is, uh, I've found that in my own life, just one of the most powerful things I can do in those tough times and those storms is to remember, you know, when he healed or remember when he provided. And uh, that's that's when my faith is, is boosted. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah, and we just got to remember, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so, and there's a reason why he kept telling all through the Bible, you know, remember this, remember this, remember this, because we're great forgetters. And uh, when we forget, we forget how God takes care of us in those times. And both you and I have plenty of those stories, but when you're in a huddle, you'll hear more from other small group point people that'll help you out. That's right. Yeah, definitely. Please, I, I would I, I would encourage everybody listening to get into a huddle. Uh, huddles are like small groups for small group point people. A great way to find support and ideas and and to uh, find a, a family really, so that you you're not alone serving in small group ministry. And so you can go to smallgroupnetwork.com forward slash huddles to either join an existing huddle or start your own. It's so easy. Grab a couple friends. We say grab two or more. You know, over coffee or online and start a huddle. We got all the resources you need. Well, that was your leadership learning uh, today. And now we're going to round the corner to home base of this episode where we get into the trending topic. Uh, Steve, what do you got for us? 
Yeah, I just want to give a disclaimer before we jump into this uh, this robust topic right here. Uh, I know a lot of churches uh, that are doing purely sermon-based with all their small groups. Uh, they're my friends, at least I hope they're still my friends, even after this uh, conversation. Uh, they're, they're great churches. They're doing it, uh, their strategy and their model. But what we're trying to do here is just open up a discussion uh, because we all want church health. And we want our groups to be as healthy as possible. So let's just jump right in. Uh, I think the title of this section is going to be, Is Sermon-Based Curriculum Hazardous to Your Small Group's Health? I I think it's a worthy discussion because uh, I know that uh, sermon-based curriculum is kind of like a go-to. And and so let me preface this conversation. One is saying, hey, we want to get your opinions and, you know, you can comment on the show uh, on whatever platform you're, you're listening to this on. Uh, so we do want your opinions, and we we want to grow through this together. But I, I think I want to take us out of the, the common mold because it's kind of like our, our way of following. It's like our go-to. Like if we don't have curriculum, we go to the sermon-based curriculum uh, strategy. And and I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth because at Southback, we, we have our own sermon-based strategy. We have uh, volunteers since 1999 who, who go to our first service and they write curriculum uh, for our small groups. But but what I do want to do is I, we want to, in this segment, we want to po- point out some pros and some cons uh, that Derek and I are going to go over. But then uh, I want us to take a, just a, a fresh look on how it can be hazardous if we're not careful. And uh, like I said before, we want your opinions. We want to hear what, hear what you have to say about our little section right here. Uh, but let's let's jump in right now with some uh, Derek. What do you think are the uh, some pros and what what could be some cons? The biggest pro and the biggest con. I'll give you one each to start out. I think for the pro, it's like a low bar entry, right? Where the churches, kind of like Saddleback, they've got either volunteers or uh, you know somebody dedicated to writing the questions for you based on the sermon. So low bar, we mean. The do, they're doing the work for you, and as the small group leader, um, you know that's that's a lot easier to just. Yeah, basically, take. you just gotta attend the service, and the service. and the church provides the questions. So I yeah. I, w- I would agree with you. That's a, uh, I think it's a pro. I think it's probably the biggest pro. There might be some other pros, but yeah. that's probably the biggest one. What do you think is the uh, the biggest con? Well, the biggest con would be the the flip of that. If is if you miss the sermon. Uh, then what do you do? You know, uh, you're basically relying on the group leader for the material. So you have to really hope that your small group leader went to the sermon <laughs> or went and heard it, right? Well, not only heard it, but can remember it. I, I know, uh, you know, the United States Air Force says that we forget 72% of, uh, or no, 95%, we forget 95% uh, 72 hours after we hear it. And so, uh, that could be a death nail if your group meets on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, if, if your small group leader has to to remember and kind of regurgitate. And and I think one of the, at least one of the great things we've learned through this in, in our talk it over, and actually, if you want to go to, and we'll put this in the show notes also, saddleback.com forward slash talk it over, and you can uh, look at our sermon-based curriculum. But uh, one of the ways that we kind of solved that was being able to say, uh, hey, here, here's a, a a clip of the message that we're either going to write about uh, or we're going to summarize some different parts. So we had a video comport- portion to it uh, that can work with that. 
so although there's some pros and some cons, uh, let me just let me just challenge you in this section to think through a couple things. One of them is is you know first off, ask yourself the question: What's your weekend designed for? And uh, one of that is is it designed for the individual? So when I hear a weekend message is is strategically temple courts. Is that for us to do individuals is to take it deeper throughout the week. And uh, along with that, uh, uh, Saddleback has a message action plan uh, that we give to individuals to take it deeper. It's a little bit different than talk it over, uh, but it's built for the individual. Or is it, or are you designing it for your group? And part of what I, I think it is what I get worried about is groups is if you're trying to get your groups to to emulate spiritual health, and you've got to figure out what that is. I think the con that can happen if you're not too careful with sermon-based curriculum is that it can take one of the best tools away from you for building spiritual health in your groups. And let me kind of explain. If for so for us, we're always uh, trying to get our groups to balance the Great Commission and the Great Commandment of fellowship, discipleship, serving, evangelism, and worship. And if in our uh, group assessment or even in the individual assessments, if everybody in the group is weak in evangelism or if groups are stating that they're, they're weak in evangelism, then the type of curriculum they need to do, Derek, is what? I think evangelism. I but, you know, that's what they should do. But what do they want to do? They want to do anything but evangelism. And so... Part of what can happen, though, is if your group needs to grow in the spiritual health for us, and that's balancing the purposes, if they need to grow in that, but the weekend sermon isn't talking about that, then it's not really going to happen. So part of what uh, I'm just trying to challenge you in this is just saying, if your steady diet is is going to be uh, sermon-based, then what can happen is, is you've mitigated one of your best tools for building spiritual health in your small group. Now, I'm not completely anti-sermon-based because we obviously we have it at Saddleback. It's kind of like a, a both and um, because uh, even our small group, we, we've used it when we've been between things. But where I want to challenge you to, to think through in your churches is if you don't have, uh, if you're not clear, first off, if you're not clear on what spiritual health is, then you're, you're, this, this conversation is mute. Don't worry about it. Just keep doing what you're doing. But if you do have you know, uh, an end in mind, if you do have what, where the destination that you want people to get towards in disciple making, then, then I would just say to you, start to think through and start to boil with you, uh, do you is, is sermon base going to get you there? Is that, or are you mitigating a tool that you need to have? And so just something for you to, to think about on this trending topic is asking yourself the question, am I using curriculum strategically or am I abdicating that to just what the weekend message is? And again, don't, don't want to negate what the senior pastor is saying, but at Saddleback, I think we would say we're trying to get that more towards the individual but use a uh, sermon based or our talk it over as a, as a supplement with it. That is a great question that you just asked there, Steve. One other tiny pro that s- slipped into my mind is, and maybe this is for churches that are on a smaller size or church plants just starting out, um, you know, budget wise, 
sermon based can be um, a decent thing to do. You know, if you don't have money or a budget to, you know, buy buy mass curriculums for the masses, right? Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, part of my pushback on that is saying that, you know, at least when you can have skin in the game, most groups can pony up and buy their their own curriculum for you. But I, I hear what you're saying because it does give you a great opportunity to be able to, um, you know, at least get some traction, especially if the, if the pastor's going through a sermon series that everybody can do or everyone can benefit from. So it, there, there, there are definitely pros and cons. I think what I want to challenge us to, to keep thinking through is we only have so many tools to help build spiritual health in our small groups in, in making disciples. And are we giving up one of our best tools called curriculum uh, for the sake of ease? Or is there a challenge that needs to happen in, in how we do what we do? Uh, but like I said, there's lots of pros, there's lots of cons. We want to hear from you, though. Uh, obviously, it, I think this is going to be an ongoing conversation that I think would be helpful to be able to uh, bring it out. So those of you that are sermon-based churches, it'd be good to, to hear some. I mean, you're obviously going to have a, a a vantage point that's going to, obviously, you believe in it for a reason and, and help us learn and, and grow together as we go down this road. And again, if you want to see what we're doing in sermon base, you can go to subback.com forward slash talk it over. So Steve, you're talking about curriculum being a strategic piece. Uh, what's something uh, the small group network can help small group point people accomplish this part of strategy with curriculum? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great point. I think there's a, a couple things. One, obviously, you hate to beat a dead horse, but obviously when you're in a huddle or when you're at the lobby events that we have, then you, you can you know, talk to other churches and see what they're doing as far as curriculum. But I think one of the things that we're excited about is that we have three courses that we are working on right now. Some in the storyboarding, some are actually uh, already written, ready to go, and uh, some are in the filming stage. But one of the things that we are designing is three courses that can help you in the area of curriculum. One is uh, just what you said. If you're, if you're going to do sermon based, let's help you do it right. And I think sermon based is, is a good thing to have for groups that are in between times or just, you know, uh, they need a one shot or they want to jump in on what the pastor's saying. There's many times when Rick has been doing some. So I think that's a very important, but it's important that you do it right. And how are you going to develop sermon based curriculum to reinforce uh, your end in mind of what you're trying to produce in a disciple. Uh, then the other curriculum that we have that you brought up a little bit later is how can you develop your own curriculum at your church? And in today's technology, uh, if you've got the, the latest Android or the latest iPhone, you've got camera ready that is picture perfect that you can uh, be able to put on a YouTube channel or on your, on your own streaming service. And we're going to show you how you can write curriculum because really you just need a most curriculums that are out there. They give you far too many questions than you can really digest. And most groups are two or three questions anyways, but we can show you how to do a, uh, a few discussion questions. So, I mean, have an intro question, icebreaker question or catch up question. We'll give you some uh, tips on how to build discussion questions and then an application question. So uh, that's on the second phase of this track. And then the third one is how to do a church-wide uh, campaign. Uh, it's one that I'm, that I'm most excited about that we're uh, working on right now is uh, how do you, and it's a beautiful course. It's going to be six sessions and give you everything from everything pre 
to all the documents that are laid out to actually a day 41 booklet to help you, you know, post come out of a campaign. And so uh, for the churches out there, you know, we've got some courses that are coming up. Those are a little bit in the distance, uh, but we're also excited that, you know, you can learn from others and there's a bunch of great, uh, there's a lot of video curriculum that is out there now. Um, you can check into a lot of different resources, a lot of different streaming services that are that are available out there. You can go on the Facebook group. You can just type in uh, curriculum, and you'll see you know all all kinds of streaming services that people are talking about. But just to encourage you, is that there there are resources already built, but we want to help you build them yourself so that your sheep can hear from your shepherd. So good. That is your trending topic for this episode. And uh, like Steve was mentioning for those courses, just go to smallgroupnetwork.com forward slash courses, and you'll see the lineup of the 10 courses we already have. And then bookmark that uh, URL because that's where all future courses will show up. And uh, man, Steve, we've got courses, we've got cohorts, we've got conferences. I mean, what more? Do small group point people want? Yeah, and just make sure that you uh, give us your opinions. We want to learn more on curriculum and know what to do. So, uh, you know, don't forget to give us your your opinions on this great show. And I think that's going to wrap us up for Inside Saddleback. That is it. Thanks again for spending part of your day with us. We hope this episode encouraged you. Have an amazing June. Until next time, goodbye. See you. Thank you for listening to Group Talk. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast through iTunes and get new episodes downloaded automatically. Also, if you enjoy this program, please take a few minutes to give us a positive rating on iTunes so that other small group point people can find us more easily. We encourage you to visit our website, smallgroupnetwork.com, to access our library of free resources, connect to a huddle with other small group ministry leaders in your area, read our blog articles, or join us on our Facebook group. Don't forget to use the hashtag SGNet when engaging with your social media channels. Thank you for your support.